Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, we were, we were just talking about Dan Quinn. Uh, they're set to interview him, I believe, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be the end of the week. Obviously, he looked – I mean, they – their defense looked great last night. The Cowboys obviously uh, looked fantastic against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last night. Um, again, I, I really like Dan Quinn, Nick. Like I said, I think that second-time coaches usually do pretty well um, with their second chance as a head coach. And, and to be honest, he was really successful in Atlanta. I mean, and, and a lot of people there thought he shouldn't have been let go. So uh, I think he's a guy that that's kind of proven himself in the league. And, and again, I, I think he'd be a really good hire. I just think maybe Sean Payton's ceiling is, is maybe just uh, a little bit higher. Um, and, and, and in terms of offensive uh, prowess, prowess, I think that he's, he's a guy that obviously is very knowledgeable and a guy that I think could come in and really help, you know, Russell Wilson in this offense. Yes, you're absolutely right. Don't want to take anything away from the genius that is uh, Sean Payton offensively. But uh, here's a couple of things I just want to toss out there just for conversational purposes. Dan Quinn and Sean Payton were in the same division when uh, Dan Quinn coached for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. And if I'm not mistaken, once again, in three seasons, he went to uh, the Super Bowl. So that means as though he had to go through Sean Payton's New Orleans Saints in order to do that. While Sean is a creative mind and done some great things with Drew Brees, and we can't undermine that, at the same time, the problem that we saw with Sean Payton was, wasn't the fact that their offense uh, wasn't one of the high-powered uh, offenses in, in the league. It was their defense. And the one thing that we saw from the Broncos this season or the past couple of seasons have been their defense. Dennis Allen was his defensive coordinator. So if Sean Payton uh, is to be named the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, yes, it's a boost for the offense, but does it somehow take away from the defense because who now becomes his defensive coordinator? Now, he wants to bring in uh, Vic Fangio, but how does that play with some of the guys in the locker room? That is something that uh, we would have to see how that works out if Sean Payton is named the, the head coach. So going back to Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn was able to get to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan, a coach that a player that we saw this year with the Colts just didn't really look the same, right? And they had a running game. They were able to establish the running game, and it was play action pass. And Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Obviously, when Kyle left to go to San Francisco, that offense somewhat fell apart. So for Dan Quinn, if he were to become the Broncos' next head coach, is all important who his next OC is. And we've talked about this before. He has experience with Daryl Bevel, who is a quarterback coach for the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, who is, I guess, some kind of analyst for the Dallas Cowboys. So each one of these guys have both pros and cons. And when this, when this ownership group looks at this situation, they got to look at it, not in the short term, George, but in the long term. And it can't be, well, which one moves the needle from the hype standpoint. This franchise doesn't need hype. They need a coaching staff that can come in here and elevate the players on the roster. And that's one of the things I feel that the ownership 
definitely needs to take into serious consideration, right? This this is not the, the hype madness that we see around the Heisman Trophy, around the first round draft pick, when we see, you know, draft analysts starts talking about, well, who's the next, you know, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, and they're oohed and wild at these pro days. No, right? Break each one of these guys down that you're bringing in and strip it away as though you knew nothing about them. There were no resumes. There was, there, were, there was nothing. Listen to each one of these guys and ask the most important questions. This is how I feel as though this ownership needs to pick and choose the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Feel free to tell me if I'm wrong. Feel free. No, I, I think you're right, Nick. Um, I, I think that there's so much there, – there's a narrative out there that they have to land uh, Sean Payton or they have to land – Dan Quinn. And like I said earlier, the, the have to get a guy with coaching experience. And I'm sure that's, you know, something on their list. But if they go in there and they go into every single interview with the same mindset of, OK, this is Sean Payton, but we're going to treat him like any other guy. Right. And we're going to ask him the same questions that we're asking D'Amico Ryans. And let's say they go in and they talk to D'Amico Ryans on Thursday and D'Amico Ryans blows him away. Why not hire that guy? Right. Why not hire? I mean, I, that's that's my point is like I, I know everybody wants to get the big hire and get Sean Payton. And, and I agree. I think that'd be a great hire. That'd be a home run hire. But I, I think you have to trust this ownership group to go in there uh, and, and kind of treat each person the same and then go from there, have a group of finalists, I would assume this by this weekend, and then interview them next week. But Nick, I want to ask you, if you're Greg Penner, let's say you're Greg Penner, Nick, uh, you own the Denver Broncos. You have $70 billion or however much money it is. Uh, who who are you hiring, Nick? And I know you're not in, in the interviews or anything like that, but from somebody looking from the outside in, uh, who is your number one guy on this list of seven candidates that you would hire? Well, for me, right off the bat, I think of you know Dan Quinn. And I know that doesn't seem like a very popular uh, vote. He's a defensive guy. He hasn't been in the league as a head coach as long as Sean Payton. But for, for me, I, I've been around. Dan Quinn. I haven't been around, you know, Sean Payton, and it may seem like a little biased, uh, but I just watch how Dan Quinn interacts with his players and how his players interact with him. That is all important. I know someone's screaming at me, well, Nathaniel Hackett did the same thing, but here's where it's a little different, right? He's not just, uh, you know, being friends with the players. I mean, there's a certain level of discipline that I watched Dan Quinn establish with his players. Yeah, I mean, he can, he can chop it up with them. He can talk with them. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of football, he knows how to get them, get them going. Because when Gus Bradley left Seattle for Jacksonville to become their head coach, it, everything that uh, Seattle had established defensively were left on the shoulders of Dan Quinn. And he continued, to, he continued that trend that Gus Bradley left behind. And sometimes, no matter what position you coach, that may be very difficult. Being able to maintain that relationship and get those guys going in the Legion of Boom, that's important. That's almost like looking at how Wade Phillips and Joe Woods were able to get the no-fly zone to stay together. That, that's a lot of personalities in that one particular room. Knowing you got T.J. Ward in that room, Chris Harris Jr., Bradley Roby, and I mean, you know, a key to lead. That's a that's a eclectic group of guys. I think Broncos country would agree that it's hard to keep them together. 
but they were able to do that. So th these are the things that I see in Dan Quinn. And to be totally honest, he interviewed last season. He was one of the finalists. So there was something that George Payton saw in him, not just the fact that they go back to those Miami days, but it was just something he saw in him to bring him in for an interview last year. And once again, he's on the list this year. You, you talked about how the Dallas Cowboys defense played against Tom Brady. Looking at one of the strongest suits of this Broncos team, it has been the defensive side of the ball. And I don't care what anyone says, and we've heard it so much in the league, the quarterback is the most important player on any NFL team. If you don't have one, you cannot win a championship. That may be true, but when was the last time you saw maybe a quarterback trump a great defensive play? Because it is a cliche, but it's true. Defense still wins championship. And what we saw on display, we can say, oh, it was against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, I'm not saying that the, the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, but you need to have a great defense. And it also helps when your offense can do a couple of things, run the ball, and they can take some shots down the field. So I, I like Dan Quinn, but I would love to see a guy like D'Amico Ryans uh, get his shot too. But I think for me, it's more Dan Quinn right now. I think the biggest question with Dan Quinn, Nick, and you hit it earlier and you've, you've said it for the last couple of weeks now, is who is his offensive coordinator going to be? And you could, I mean, that's that's going to be the biggest question, I think, for any of these guys if they're hired, other than maybe Sean Payton and, and I guess maybe Jim Caldwell, who obviously has, has called plays and been a quarterback's coach previously. But if Dan Quinn is hired, that's my biggest question mark. I, I think we all know he's a great leader. Uh, he's a guy that I think can dial up you know, a great defense. And, and obviously I think the Broncos already have the players to have a great defense because they've had a great defense the last few years. And you bring in a guy like Dan Quinn, I think they're only going to get better or, you know, stay the same in terms of, you know, the success they're having on the defensive side of the ball. The biggest question mark is, you know, who's going to be the offensive coordinator? What does that look like on the offensive side? Now he's shown that he can hire a great offensive coordinator, right? I mean, he hired Kyle Shanahan in yeah. Atlanta. Um, now, it didn't work out after Kyle Shanahan left, so maybe that's your concern. But that's also another thing that I think he, he would probably point to and say, yeah, I learned from that mistake and I, I won't make it again. Um, so I, I think that, that that's the biggest question mark is, is who are you hiring your offense coordinator? But, Nick, I think Dan Cohen would be a great hire. Uh, I think a lot of people that are, are saying that he wouldn't are just you know looking at, well, he's not getting other interviews with other teams. And it's like, well, every team has their own preference on what they want. Of course, everybody wants to interview Sean Payton. Because he's Sean Payton and he coached 15 years in the league. Uh, but every team, you know, the Colts, Panthers, Cardinals, whoever it is, Texans, are, are going to have their own preferences and what they want in the head coach. And I think that the Broncos have a unique group of candidates uh, that kind of fit what they think the ideal next coach looks like. So, and Dan Quinn, I think, fits that mold. So I, I think that, and I think he's got a really good shot. I know there's a lot of people out there like, well, they need to just offer Sean Payton a blank check today. That's not going to happen. That's not how this works, right? Like they're not going to lock him in a room and say, you're not leaving until you're the Broncos head coach. That's not happening today. They're going to finish their interviews. Uh, Sean Payton's going to interview with all the other teams because I'm sure he wants to see what do the Cardinals have to offer? What do the Panthers have to offer? What do the Texans have? To, like all these teams, he wants to know what's going on in each situation. So nothing's going to happen for another week or two. Uh, at least I don't believe so. And so uh, Dan Quinn's going to get his interview. I'm sure he'll be impressive in it. And I bet he's a finalist, Nick. I bet him, Sean Payton, and maybe one other coach will get uh, a second interview next week. And so um, we'll see what happens. But 
that's kind of my take on it. Nick, I did want to ask you, though, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier watching these games this weekend. What were some of your takeaways from these games, and, and what, do, what do you think some of them meant, uh, the results or, or just the performances meant for the head coaching search? Because I know there's there's some stuff out there about you know certain wins and losses and what they mean uh, going forward for this search. Well, what, the immediate thing that jumped out is just getting getting to the playoffs and and looking at the playoffs with, with the exception of a, a couple of games and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers being one of those. Most of the games were really exciting and entertaining, and I really enjoyed that. So the Broncos want to take that next step, not not just getting to the playoffs, but making noise once they get there. The next head coach is going to have to be a person that you know that that has experience in the playoffs they can kind of uh, bring that over uh, with them that that kind of philosophy and that coaching staff that whomever they bring over they sign that that person now brings those type of coaches with experience in the playoffs now i'm just saying not everyone on your coaching staff will need playoff experience but it helps to have some because they know what it's like they know what it's like to coach in pressure situations. And if you're screaming at me saying, well, the NFL is pressure situations every Sunday. Yeah, that's true. But when you get to the playoffs, they rev that up just a little more because it's when to go home. You lose one game. There's no, oh, we'll get them tomorrow. No, you have to play your best football in that particular moment. So being able to grab coaches with that experience and kind of sign or bring on a coaching staff that's been there before, that helps. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be Sean Payton. It does. It, it has to be Dan Quinn, right? Or, you know, you, you can have a guy like D'Amico Ryans who has shown, hey, he took over San Francisco from Robert Sala, and that defense is even playing better than they played under Robert Sala, right? So that's something to, to look at, and he has that experience as a player and as a, as a coach, and he can come in and he can lead a team. So the, the games this past weekend, it, it just showed – so much about how you have to take your game to a whole different level. It's not one of those moments where, you know what, we're going to rest on our laurels. We're happy to be here. We're happy about the conversation. Everyone is giving us an attention leading up to the game. But, no, you have to go out there and win the game. And then just look out how some of the teams won the game. You mentioned Daniel Jones earlier, right? We saw Daniel Jones do it in the air and do it on the ground. When we look at the next offensive coordinator, can you get those things out of Russell? And we've seen in the last two games against the Chargers and the Chiefs, Russell, when he starts to run the ball, it changes things. Just, just last night, I mean, you, you watching the, the Bucks and the Cowboys, you saw Dak Prescott pulling the ball down, scrambling. I mean, Tom Brady, he can't run. So, so that takes away an element of your offense. So whomever's the next head coach, offensive coordinator that comes in for the Broncos, it has to be a multi-level type of offense where you can attack vertically and horizontally. You're going to need your quarterback to be involved with his legs. And that doesn't necessarily mean, George, design quarterback runs all the time. I 100% agree. I think that you, you saw that all weekend, guys running around the field uh, with their legs, making plays, and those were typically the teams that ended up winning the games. So, um, you know, you look at Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, uh, Dak Prescott, like you mentioned, I, I think all those, even Joe Burrow was scrambling for his life. Uh, against the Bengals, even the Ravens. I mean, Huntley was was running all over the field uh, before he fumbled that ball there at the end of the game. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that's definitely going to be 
a key for them moving forward. Nick, we got to take a break, uh, and then we will uh, come back, discuss this a little bit more. I know uh, you've got some other things you want to get off your chest. We'll, we'll we'll talk about a little bit of the divisional round. I know the the Chiefs are are, are you know uh, going to be playing an interesting game this week. You've also got Bills and Bengals. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Cowboys 49ers. Uh, it's going to be a great game, I think. Um, and uh, Giants Eagles. Uh, that's going to be an awesome atmosphere there in Philadelphia. So we'll get into a little bit of that as well. 